and you are listening to Church in Progress. Today I'm joined with my lovely friend Julia. Hi. And we are going to talk about black identity in the Catholic Church. Would you like to introduce yourself, say anything that you think is important to mention, and also talk about why you might have been moved to join me in this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So hello, I'm Julia. Um, Let's see. So I have been to a total of four schools, including high school. Um, three of them were private. So I wanted to join the podcast just because not enough people talk about what it's like to be black in the Catholic school district or just being a black Catholic in general. Um, so I definitely just wanted to shed some light on the school districts and kind of what we could do to make it better. Yeah, I'm so excited to have her here. We actually met... Um, her mom and my brother worked together. <laughs> we met waiting in line for a food truck yes. at um, the event. So this was kind of just a blessing that I ran into <laughs> her and such a good coincidence. Absolutely. Um, a little bit of background about Julia and I is that we are both from St. Louis and St. Louis is a prominently black city actually, but most the whole population is segregated. And a lot of the people involved in the Catholic Church and the Catholic school system are white. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to add anything about how St. Louis is racially divided or anything of that sort? I definitely think that you can tell when you move, like when you drive to certain areas, just the group of people you're around, the people that are working in the stores or locations, um, the people that are walking around, like you can just definitely tell the environment and they like, energy around you depending on who you're around and just where you drive to in St. Louis. Yeah, it is crazy. So I work in this on this street called Del Mar and Del Mar is really well known for the phrase Del Mar divide, which speaks to uh, the division in our city. So one side of the Del Mar divide is prominently black and it's also a more impoverished area. And then if you go to the other side of the city, which we're actually right on the white side of the Del Mar <laughs> Divide, ironically, but it is all white. It's like these really like rich people, fancy houses. The it companies. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And Julie and I were just looking at a map of it. Yes. It is so stark, the difference. So would you like to dive a little bit more into the schools that you went to yeah. and talk about the diversity in them? We can start with grade schools and then we yeah. can go into high schools because I have some things to add from high school just off what I've observed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so grade school. Let's start back in the beginning. Um, <laughs> Good old days. Yeah, back when I was a wee little child, um, <laughs> I went to a Catholic school for about age five to about age 10, so I left around fourth grade. There was a good mix of black and white, but I only remember white teachers. There's not much to remember from that period just because I was so young. But I know that there was a good mix of students as far as black and white, but that was it. As far as it being diverse, like diversity is just all racial, social, economic backgrounds. It was black and white. That was it that I remember. That's pretty much the elementary school again, because I don't really remember too much. But the second school I went to, I went to there for fifth grade. I was only there for a year, and that's because I was one of three black people in the entire school. It's crazy. <laughs> the teachers were nice. Um, like, it was fine. It's just, it seemed like the parents didn't know what to do. Like, they ne- didn't really know how to handle having a black kid around. Hmm. 
So they didn't really know how to like speak to me or interact with me, which I thought was weird because I was 10. I was a child. Yeah, you're just a kid. <laughs> like, I want to go play with other kids. Like, I, I don't know. But there's certain things that stand out from that school. Just like I remember being in Girl Scouts, being the only black kid. And when we, when we went camping, things like the food they made or like the nightly routine, like my nightly routine would be different just because I put my hair up in a bonnet. I do a few other things. Just the cooking, the food was different. And again, the parents were there supervising us. So they it was it felt more separate. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little different. Okay, and then you transferred to a public school, correct? Yes. And was that more diverse? Yes, I would definitely say the public school is more diverse, just in general. I don't remember too many. I think we need more black teachers in the school district in general, because I think yeah. out of all the schools I've been to, and I've been to a pretty wide variety, <laughs> I would think. Sounds like it. <laughs> but like, there's not that many black teachers that I remember, just yeah. in general like public or private school. How did that affect you not having black teachers and also like your friends not having black parents? Did it feel like you lacked role models and do you feel like that affected your development in ways? Absolutely. I think I would have been more confident earlier in myself and like being comfortable in my own skin if I had those type of role models. I mean, even now today, the whole thing with going to work and having your hair natural is fairly fairly new as far as people being comfortable with it yeah and just back in school and grade school and everything I just remember straightening my hair always just trying to fit in with the other groups of people that I was around because that's just all I knew and I think if we had teachers um just in general Catholic or private school that were more comfortable with or we just had more teachers in general um I think that that would show that diversity and I would be more comfortable just being myself. Did you feel like an outsider at these schools then? Oh yeah. I remember one instance in the public school. It was one of the first days at school and I was the only black kid in the class because they had two separate classrooms for each grade. And I was the only black kid in that classroom. And I remember not having anybody that wanted to, wanted me to be in their group. And like there were two other black kids in the other classroom. So they actually switched me to the other classroom because there were other black kids there, so I could be with other people like me. Huh. Which I thought How do you feel about that? It hit me a little different when I got older. Just because I realized, I was like, wow. Like, even the parents pass this down to their kids about how to interact with other black people Mm -hmm. and how to interact with other people different than them. And it definitely hit me when I got older just because I realized, like, people really weren't comfortable around me. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't notice it until I got older and I did more research about black history and just learned more about my culture. I was like, I need to learn how to be comfortable in my own skin and in myself because that's just the way other people are raised. So, Of course, yeah. yeah it's a completely stark difference between yeah. the white experience and black experience in the schools. I remember talking to you and your mom about this um because I told Julian mom about her mom not (laughs) mom mom. she's not my mom (laughs) about this podcast and she was telling me either about swimming in PE class Mm -hmm. and she was just like something that white teachers wouldn't know unless they put in the energy to educate themselves is that after swimming you can't just like brush your hair and go back to school she said it takes a little bit more hair care and stuff and that's just an example of the little things that are more difficult being a black student. Yeah, absolutely. I I know a lot of private schools don't usually have like 
um, like swim swimming pools for PE. Or yeah, or anything. I've never experienced but, that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you. That's a good example. I can, I can try to. Yeah, I know a lot of public schools would, but it'd be good if teachers educated themselves on that too, because they're not trying to take the time. It's just our hair, our care is a little different, um, because we're not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's just we're not the same. So the care for as far as doing your hair and everything, something as simple as that, it might take 10 to 15 minutes just to look presentable back in school mm-hmm. um, after, say, something like a swimming class. So Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we get into a little bit of high school. Do you want to talk about your high school experience? Your mom talked a little bit with me about how your family ended up choosing that high school because I remember you had an older sister. Yes. Correct? Yeah, my older sister went to that high school, um, and I just kind of followed in her footsteps. Um, But yes, private high school, it was one of the best experiences as far as diversity goes, and just socioeconomic background in general. Um, People came from private schools, people came from public schools, a few people were homeschooled, good racial diversity as well. There were a couple black teachers, but honestly, when I was trying to remember, I counted two. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so not a lot, but there's at not least a two. lot, but there were, they were teachers that made a difference. Definitely. There's some teachers that I remember. One of them was the counselor. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So definitely teachers that made a big impact, but yeah, high school, um, I noticed a few things. So one of the things I loved about my high school is that they put a big emphasis on, I would say the diversity and inclusion club. Um, so we had our own step show every year, and I got to twirl at that, which was cool. But it was something that was not optional. So the whole school got to go see it. So the whole school got to experience like the poetry, the the step show, the culture, just different different cultures too, because it was diversity and inclusion. So uh, I do love that they put that emphasis on being yourself. Yeah, and making sure that other people got the opportunity to experience what you guys were working on. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Such. So I also went to a private Catholic high school, but I went to a different one than Julia. Mine was in the county. It was in a very, it was just in a very rich area of the city. And so we had no diversity in my high school. I would say there were five people of color in my grade and three of which were black. And one of them actually ended up leaving the school after freshman year. So I suppose we had four people of color in my graduating class. Yeah, my school worked hard to try to promote diversity, which is better than what I've heard at other schools. Mm -hmm. But it's still just crazy to think about how I went to a school that was all rich, white girls. Yeah. No diversity whatsoever in that aspect. And I had a friend who is a boy and he went to one of the private Catholic schools and his had a little bit more diversity but I remember we were talking about detentions and getting in trouble <laughs> and he said as a joke but something that really has stuck with me is he said the only time I ever get called to the principal's office is for them to take pictures of me because I'm diverse yeah he said that he felt and one of his other friends was talking to me about how he felt that he would get promoted in clubs or people would be more likely to choose him to like lead an event because of his race because they wanted to promote the fact that they had a little bit of diversity <laughs> in their school. I will say the picture thing is 100% true. Yeah, 
I would say the second school I went to and the high school, I remember getting called to do pictures. And I just remember, that's a picture that will always stay in my mind. I just remember seeing like in the element in the elementary school, it was boys and girls. So it was like one, one boy, one girl, one brunette, the black kid, which was me. And then like, <laughs> it was always, it's always been that way as far as just, them trying to spread diversity and I wish schools didn't have to try so hard to do that yeah I wish they could just take natural pictures and then like they see the diversity within the school or within the classroom they don't have to call specific people out just to do that just because they're diverse yeah my school did something my freshman year they called basically all the students of color in and like three white girls and then took pictures to be hung up all over the school yeah and a lot of the seniors at that time and such, from what I've heard, said no. Mm -hmm. But all the girls that are my age, who were freshmen at the time, mm -hmm. didn't really realize that they were getting asked because the school was trying to promote the fact that they had mm -hmm. a small amount of diversity in the school. Yeah. And it was just really interesting hearing one of the girls reflect on it. Yeah. And saying, from her experience, she said that she felt used. Yeah. Because of that. So I don't know if that's something that you share in, but that's just bringing some light to stories that I have heard. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like a little bit like you're being used, kind of feel like a number. Um, just to, yeah, like I said, I just wish they didn't have to try so hard to do that. So what can we as Catholics or members of these school systems and such, what do you think could be done to better promote inclusivity and make this not as horrible of an experience <laughs> for um, people of color feeling like outsiders. I will say, and and by no means were any of these schools bad. The experiences were great. I just wish there was more. They were more diverse, just as far as inclusivity. I think it should be vocalized more. And the biggest example I have is college. I know in colleges there's a wide variety of clubs as far as cultures and di being able to experience different foods and things like that. I wish we could have those in high school and maybe even a little touch of it in grade school just to expose kids to different cultures, just to know that there's not only one or two different cultures in the entire that you'll meet. You're going to meet a ton of different people. It's a wide variety, which is why you have to learn how to just speak to people and just know how to be comfortable around them. And I think vocalizing those clubs is a good way to do it. A lot of times people just don't know they're out there. So definitely vocalizing them. Get your opinions out there as far as the clubs that you want to join and create them. Honestly, that's a good way to do it in high school because it's fairly simple to create a club. As long as you have two or three people that are interested in it with you, I mean, just be confident and go ahead and do it. Yeah, you can always find somebody to join a club. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of feeds into what I was going to ask next, which is what are examples of when you feel like things had been done well in these circumstances? Yeah, let's go back a little bit. Um, so in elementary school, I do think that the teachers were very good at helping the situations. So like the public school where I was one of the only kids in that one class, or I was the only black kid in that one classroom, they recognized the struggle that I was going through. So they kind of helped make me feel reassured and then put me in that other classroom. So I had other people that looked like me, which just helped me feel more comfortable in school. In high school, the clubs that we had, the diversity club, that was a huge thing. 
that was so much fun. I mean, I, I remember that club the most out of my high school experience. Just because I made such good friends, we just joked around and had lunch together. We just talked about what was going on in school. Just talked about our experiences in school, which I didn't even realize how big of an impact that club made on me until like recently. But yes, that club was definitely a big impact and it inspired me to do it again in college too. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is really, really cool to hear about that community. Yeah. How did it affect your faith being in, I don't know if you like what church your family goes to or yeah. something and what the ratio was like there. Yeah. But I just want to know like how that might have affected your faith being in a place where you may have felt unwelcome or yeah. like an outsider at times. Yeah. So um, historically, I am Catholic, uh, grew up Catholic, but we went to a non-denominational church, actually. Hmm. That church that we went to on Sundays, I will say specifically on Sundays, that was a pretty good mix, actually. That was fine, but I wish there were more black people in the Catholic community. I think that that would have helped me be more in tune with my faith now because I'm not as in tune with the Catholic side of my uh, faith. I'm not <laughs> as in tune with the Catholic side of my faith right now. And I think if I experienced more people that were black in, that, in the Catholic church, you know, even just preaching or just singing, playing the instruments, just more people that look like me in that <laughs> in that environment. I think that I would have been inspired to like go more and stick with it a little better than I have been. Mm -hmm. And I went to school because I went to Catholic school. We went to school, you know, during the week, like once a month or something like that. And that was fine. Just it was, again, not a lot of people look like me. That were up there besides the students that they let go read scriptures you know when they call students out to go up there and read a scripture for the mass yeah but. i will say one of my favorite things this just jogged my memory that we did at my school is one time we had a black priest from a black catholic parish which i'm really I don't know what parish it was because oh I my was gosh. looking for this podcast and I was like, I have no idea where he came from, but it was Catholic because I was like, oh if you gosh. go to like um, other denominations, they're like prominently black churches. Yeah, yeah. But he came and he talked to us about how their prayer style was different because if you go to different denominations right. in prominently black churches, right. the prayer style is really different yeah. and it's so, so beautiful. It's yeah. really, really cool. During Mass, he would talk about how things differed from mm -hmm. that church to ours. And it was one of the coolest examples I've had of like oh how our school included diversity. It was during Black History Month, I believe. Okay. It was one that of the is so cool I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that just like jogged my memory. I need to do more research on it now. Yeah, I, I would love to see more Black uh, priests as yeah. far as just in the Catholic did you know that the first black priest ever was from St. Louis? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm supposed to promote a breakout session, a full breakout <laughs> for the University of Dayton. Um, it's called Tolton to Ferguson, and Father Tolton, I believe, was the first black priest, and he's from St. Louis. Oh, my God. So, you know, if you're ever bored and want to do a little bit of research, or yeah. if you go to the University of Dayton <laughs> and you want to participate in a fall breakout session, you should look into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, do you think you're going to stay in St. Louis? Do you have any hopes for the future of St. Louis? I 
just in general, anything you want to add on to um, what we've discussed? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to stay in St. Louis. <laughs> um, I have a big want to travel. I love experiencing different cultures and just seeing different things, just in general. Um, so I don't think I'm going to stay in St. Louis. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest impacts that I've had as far as inclusivity um, was probably my neighborhood. That was probably the biggest place just because I got to experience a lot of cultures there, which is why I kind of want to continue doing that in the future. So the my neighborhood has it has it has a bunch of cultures. I don't I won't go through them all. But, <laughs> too um, many to list. Yes, too many to list. But it has a bunch of cultures. Um, I've been in a few of their houses, and they're traditionally set up. Oh, that's really really. And cool. it is the coolest thing. Um, I love seeing them express their beliefs and their their culture like that. And I just want to continue doing that. So I don't think I'm going to stay here. St. Louis is a good melting pot, but I I think there's other places. (laughs) Segregated melting pot. Yeah. Um, But my hope for St. Louis is that it becomes more an inclusive background, economic background. I hope that there's, you know, more people like you that are willing to talk and listen and just learn about what we can do to help make St. Louis a safer and better place. And then I hope that just people feel inspired to go out and create those clubs and like I said, vocalize them. Because I think there's a lot of change that can be done as far as making St. Louis better and safer. And that's something that we have to do. We have to put in the effort and the work for it. True. Everyone needs to be better at listening. (laughs) So how did this interest in like different cultures spark for you? Was it from your neighborhood? Actually, yeah, I think that's probably where it stems from. Just because I still remember, oh my gosh, this brought back a really past memory. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. I was, like, I was like, I don't even know, nine. And I went into this lady's house, and again, traditionally set up, she was Indian. Okay. She let me try her food, and it was it was so spicy. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was the spiciest thing I've ever had in my life. But it was so good. The flavors that I tasted, oh my gosh. That is probably like one of the things in my neighborhood and just seeing the different cultures and everything. It makes me excited to see that. Like you just never know what you're going to get. And I don't know. That just sounds like a lot of fun to me to travel the world and experience that. Have you done some travel in the past? Did you study abroad or anything of that sort? No. Unfortunately, so it's a hope for the future. It's a hope for the future. Yes. Yes. That's just, I mean, right now I'm learning another language just for fun. What language? Japanese. Oh my goodness, girl. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I just love experiencing different cultures. I think there's so much to learn and that you can take from other cultures. So. Well, to be quite honest, I think you basically answered all the questions I had for you. <laughs> right. So is there anything else that you want to comment on that you think is important to say, important to know about you? I just, I, I think that there should be more black men and women in the church, in the Catholic church. Um, I think that growing up, that would have completely changed how I look at myself and how I grew up, um, just in general. Um, So if you're able to uh, kind of put yourself out there and help bring other people to that community um, and help grow it as far as the black industry and the the Catholics district, um, I, I would say definitely try to do that. And again, create those clubs to bring more diversity. I think that's the biggest thing we could do, especially as young adults and if you're in high school or if you're in grade school, creating those clubs to express that diversity and help you feel included. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're not just doing it for 
somebody else or for the future people you're doing it for you too so yeah is there any other advice you might have for young black women who feel like they've had similar experiences to you (laughs) the biggest thing I could say that I wish I heard more when I was younger is you are beautiful the way you are and in your own skin and the way your hair looks and the way the color of your skin everything about you is beautiful the way it is and that is for men and women. Yes. <laughs> Snaps for that. Well, I think that was a perfect note to end it on. Thank you for letting me drag thank you over you. here through all the traffic. No, I appreciate it. And again, thank you for doing this and taking time out to like listen and putting more information out there for others. I appreciate so. it. All right. <laughs> all right. And this has been Church in Progress. Goodbye.